You're listening to Law and Disorder with Pine County Attorney Reese Fredrickson on the WCMP On Demand. It is time for some law and, of course, disorder here. So let's welcome in Reese Fredrickson. Uh, Reese, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an exciting morning. Yeah, I don't, know what's, I don't know what's wrong with you. Why would you do that to Joe? <laughs> Reese, Reese, if uh, you weren't listening earlier, Reese was hiding outside the window with a mask on and scared Joe Keyport. And uh, well, while on air, of course, real professional, Reese. And uh, I had to deal with the look in Joe's eyes. I legitimately thought Joe, there was somebody with a knife about to stab me behind me. He looked at me like, like we're dead. We're both dead. I don't know why you would do that, Reese. I don't know why you would do that to us. Uh, he didn't do it to me. I appreciate it. No. I'm looking the other direction. I didn't see anything. But I, I thought like I thought there was like a a trove of spiders that were all over the like the the ceilings and the walls that were about to kill us both, and just from the look in Joe's eyes, and you're just over there laughing. Oh, it was funny. I feel a little bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I scared him so much. But uh, you know, last year I came here in costume, and I'm, I kept thinking last night I, I got to do something to top it, and I really didn't have a new costume, so. You stepped it up. I really I appreciate it, especially yeah, I since I wasn't the one that had to jump, <laughs> jump up in the chair. By the way, Lion Disorder brought to you by Melzark Sewer and Excavation. So uh, you got something to talk about here for today? I do. I did bring a case today to, to talk about. And uh, this case involves an individual named Jesse John Jacobson, uh, Triple J there, 34 years old, uh, hails from North Branch. And this began back on September 30th of 2019 at 11:10 a.m. A citizen calls 911, and uh, the citizen reports that there is a male in uh, the parking lot of the Hinkley Egg Center in Hinkley. And she states that the male's been in the car about an hour and a half, has been passed out, and has a couple bags of drugs on his lap. So that warrants a uh, Pine County deputy coming out and taking a look, of course. Yeah, I probably would uh, get out of my chair for that one. Yeah, there. <laughs> fair enough. So the deputy gets there, and of course there is a male there. The car's running. The male's behind the wheel. He's slumped down. And uh, sure enough, in plain view, there's two bags of drugs in his lap. Um, very clear what they are. One is methamphetamine, and one is a bag just full of pills, like different color pills. Mm. And uh, so that, that merits, of course, the next step, and that is the officer knocking on the window and trying to uh, rouse the driver up. Um, drivers later is identified as this Jesse Jacobson. Eventually, the driver wakes up. It takes, it takes a while. And asks him to step out, and you know, the car's running. The guy refuses, and he actually grabs the gear shift and tries to take off. Um, and I think he thinks twice about that and stops himself but will not roll the window down. Eventually, uh, he convinces him to roll the back window down, tries grabbing the gear shift again, and he's ordered to stop. And this kind of goes on until uh, eventually he agrees to come out of the car. And they get him out of the car, and right away they do a search of him because of the drugs and, and the nature of the activity. And under his shirt is a uh, 40 caliber uh, silver handgun loaded. And uh, they find right away that he's a convicted felon. He's actually on felony probation for being a felon in possession of a firearm. So that merits, of course, the next step would be arrest. Mm -hmm. And also, um, they so they go into the car because of the drugs. Um, that'll get a, an officer inside the car. They find, of course, that baggie that's on his lap of methamphetamine. It has over eight grams of meth. 
And then they're looking in the driver's door and they find 117 grams of methamphetamine spread across four bags, uh, which is a dealer amount. That's about 8,000 worth, uh, give or take. And they find methamphetamine um, paraphernalia. And, of course, running his record, he's got four prior felony convictions, prior felony possession. So that's uh, five total. And that uh, puts him pretty high up on the sentencing grid. So we charge him with a first-degree controlled substance crime, which is the highest in Minnesota. Uh, he's obviously, uh, this is a possession crime, but he's obviously a dealer, given the amount of methamphetamine that's on him. And uh, he is sentenced um, about two weeks ago. And uh, as for sentence, he receives 138 months in prison. 138 months represents uh, the guideline sentence, but, but it's the maximum guideline sentence that he could get for that crime. So what's more, what's what's a stronger than uh, charge then? Is it that, because having a firearm and being a felon seems like that would be a, an easy slam dunk high amount of months in prison. It, yep, that's a good question. So there's, uh, there's a couple things about that. So the first is be, just being a felon in possession, exclusive of the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a mandatory minimum sentence. Um, that's 60 months. Okay. We rarely give breaks on that. Uh, this is a situation where you have that, but you can it enhances the drug charge, so he could look at more months, and that's why uh, this case, we, if we got the first-degree conviction, we get the 138 months. Um, and also because uh, high-level drug crimes like that are considered crimes of violence, so there's even further prohibitions um, down the road. There's lifetime prohibitions, and it, it um, really takes some of his civil rights away, of course, with his firearms and stuff for the rest of his life. So it's important that we have that as well. So what you're saying is if you're a felon, you probably shouldn't have a firearm at any moment. It's not a good idea, and you're warned by the courts to do it. It's in the law. Um, and, it, again, it's just that at mandatory 60 months if it's a crime of violence, if and all drug crimes are considered crimes of violence. And then um, if it's other crimes, you could face up to three years or things like that too. Or even if it's just a misdemeanor domestic assault, you're prohibited under federal law, which also makes you prohibited under state law. Mm. So a lot of domestic assault cases, people get misdemeanors. Um, you see a lot of that in this County and it's always one of the biggest concerns of people around here is their firearms and yeah. say, Hey, sorry, the domestic assault and federal law says you can't have a firearm. So you better, better chat with an attorney to see if you can deal with that. Oh, interesting. I learned something new every day, although I, I will never have to deal with uh, that specific scenario. But uh, appreciate right. the information as well. Uh, anything else going on with you? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. So, I mean, that was one case. Uh, I think uh, j- just for the county, I'd want to mention that uh, there is CARES Act. I don't, you probably heard about that. The yep. Coronavirus Aid Act. The deadline on that is November 5th. Um, so I have had some involvement in drafting up uh, uh, contracts and stuff with that. So I thought I'd mention that there's that funding is still available. They're looking for applicants um, up to $10,000 for businesses, up to 5000 for nonprofits, up to $2,500 for faith-based organizations. Mm-hmm. So people should go to the Pine County website and check that out if you think uh, you qualify for it. Awesome. Well, thanks for the information, Reese, and we will talk to you next month. I appreciate it. Thank you again. You have been listening to a WCMP production.